0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. With more than 30 weekly podcasts, HRN has something for every food lover. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org.
2: This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network since 2009. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com.
1: Well, hello, welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer, and it is Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. And this is our 368th episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind the scenes talent in the hospitality industry. Today, I have two awesome hospitality pros joining me to talk a little bit about their careers as well as the upcoming LA Chef Conference, which is taking place on October 30th, and I will be attending that as well. And I will introduce them both fully in a moment. But first, as I do in every show, I will start out with my PR tip. And then later, we'll have my speed round game. For industry news, I have a special segment from the IACP Awards. So stay tuned for that. And then I will have my solo dining experience and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, we're going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to be a matchmaker. Yes, Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match, find me a find, catch me a catch. And in the business realm, matchmaking is just as important as any personal relationships. Making introductions and connecting people who you think may benefit from knowing one another is essential for growth and development in our careers, leading to the possibility of valuable long-term partnerships and successes. So put your people knowledge to good use and help others connect without any expectations. It's a rather simple task that can be so highly beneficial to the parties involved, and it will leave you feeling good with playing your small part, or significant part, perhaps, in what could be the perfect match. That's my tip today. Okay, I'm thrilled to have two guests joining me from Los Angeles. First. It is Brad Metzger. He is the founder of BMRS, which stands for Brad Metzger Restaurant Solutions, a premier hospitality recruitment and placement firm with seven associates representing many of the most successful restaurants, celebrity chefs, and hotels in Southern California and around the US, which he founded in 2003. In 2010, he pioneered the concept of the Test Kitchen which was a first for the recruiting industry. And in 2018, Brad founded the LA Chef Conference, which is a premier industry conference on the West Coast taking place on Monday, October 30th at the LA Trade Tech's Culinary Arts Pathway. And then second, joining me is Sherry Yard. She is a Brooklyn-born nationally acclaimed chef, restaurateur, cookbook author, teacher and presenter, whose innovative and uncompromising approach has garnered three James Beard Awards and an induction into their Who's Who of Food and Beverage in America, among other accolades. Sherry's career includes working with the Wolfgang Puck Empire for nearly 20 years, creating menus and opening new restaurants, while mentoring an entire generation of chefs around the world, her current company, Bakery by the Yard is a made-to-order and pop-up bakery celebrating every day and holidays. Without further ado, hi, Brad and Sherry. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Hello, my (laughs) LA friends. (laughs) Um, So glad to have you both here. And... I mean, this is one of these I, I will—I could use like a, a five-hour show to dive so deep into your careers and the and the conference. And we are going to focus mostly on the conference, um, which I'm very excited to be attending. But first, as I like to do on all of my shows, uh, I like to find out a little about about my guest background. So, Brad, do you want to take us back a bit into how you got into the hospitality industry?
3: Sure. Um, first of all, it's really an honor to be on with both of you, two of my favorite Sherry's in the whole world. Um, (laughs) I really mean that. And Sherry Bayer, congratulations on so many years of your podcast. I've been a fan for for a very long time and have listened to them, you know, over many, many years. So congrats on being a pioneer in the podcast chef world.
1: Thank you. Means a lot, really does.
3: For sure. And you've given me many... Uh, enjoyable hours on my walk, listening to you and your interviews.
1: Awesome. Makes my day. So
3: my career. Well, I started um, very young. I've always, always been very fascinated and obsessed by food and restaurants and hospitality. Started working as a catering busboy here in L.A. at a ma- for a massive catering company that really specialized in huge Hollywood premieres. So this was back when I was about 14, 15 years old and where my mom drove me and my best friend, Sean Fatimi, to these big catering functions where we would basically be assigned to lug ice all over the place or, you know, bust dirty plates and dishes and that kind of thing. But we were paid very well at the time and the food was amazing. We got to, you know, feast on the food leftovers after the event was over. And there was always tons of lef- amazing leftovers. So that's how it started. And then my first real position in a restaurant was at the original Spago on Sunset when I was 16 years old. I worked there for a summer and I they taught me how to do the bread. And I chopped a lot of tomatoes and I drove the Spago van down to Chino Farms or to LAX to pick up fish. And that was an incredible summer and that really, f- absolutely solidified that I was going to be in this this industry forever um the food aspect the hospitality aspect um it was the cream of the crop of course and it was the place to be but also it wasn't just a hollywood hotspot which of course it was but the level of the level of hospitality and quality of food were you know just absolute top notch um and yeah that's sort of how it all started and launched me yeah my career
1: So I have to ask, though, did you meet Sherry at Spago? Did you guys overlap?
3: No, I don't know. Is that that even, that's
1: a connect though,
4: right? From Wolfgang? We did, Brad. We met, um, I think 1997 is the first time, if I remember correctly, the first time I laid eyes on you.
3: (laughs) Well, that may have been when I was, so four years later or, or more than that, After I graduated from college, I came back to L.A. and I opened Granita as a as a food runner. Yeah. So it may have been that was that was probably when when Sherry was there. That's what I was. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well,
1: yeah, no, I was just that's that's I mean, a cool connect whether if you even if you didn't overlap that you both have that. In common, working—it's
4: like the Kevin Bacon effect. It's the the Wolfgang Puck or the Spago effect. You know, it's 0.01 degrees of separation. We're all connected in one way or another, exactly. or our industry in general, right? Exactly. Yeah, for
1: sure. So, so with Sherry, take us, tell us a little bit how you got to the West Coast then, because you are from Brooklyn.
4: I am. Thank you. Fellow New Yorker, uh, fellow Sherry, fellow New Yorker. Grew up in Brooklyn, New York, worked at McDonald's back in the day, uh, Coney Island Avenue, Avenue, Avenue. and then uh, went to CIA, uh, studied over in London, uh, was working and opened up Tribeca Grill. Uh, first I was at Moroche and then opened up uh, Tribeca Grill with Donnie Pintabono and Ger- Jerry Hayden and that whole gang and drew near and while I was there, there was a young intern by the name of Michael Mina. And he was telling me how he was going to open a place in San Francisco with a chef named George Marone. And that I should come out and I could um, see see San Francisco and, and be a part of that scene. And I was very excited because at that point, to me, San Francisco was all about the women chefs. So you had Alice Waters and Joyce Goldstein and Barbara Trapp and... So I thought, well, I can work with those guys, but then I'll, I'll team up or go hang out with the, the, the women chefs at the same time. And it's a long story, but um, uh, at that point, Aqua, as we all know, restaurants don't necessarily open when we say we're going to open. And uh, so it was about a six-month delay, and I, got to, I took a job at Campton Place Hotel, first with Bradley Ogden and now and then uh, Jan Birnbaum. And that's what put me on the West Coast. And I haven't gone back to the East Coast other than to visit or open up restaurants or hang out with friends and drink champagne. So, yeah, that's how I wound up out here.
1: And, yeah, and that's how I, I know you from events and. <laughs> Drinking champagne. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Uh, yeah, seeing you on about and uh, Yeah, it's it's. um, um it's uh, been a treat to to get to know you that way through events, and and um, I'm excited to get out to L.A. and even and and hear more about what you're what you're working on now. Um, but we'll jump we'll jump back to Brad. So tell me a bit about how you got into your company of establishing a hospitality recruiting and human resources service.
3: So I've had my my hospitality recruiting firm for twenty years. This year,
4: Congratulations. and wow. yeah, so after yeah, I
3: came back from college, I, I actually was accepted to Cornell University um, for the master's program. Um, it didn't it didn't hurt when Wolfgang Puck, you know, wrote me a letter of recommendation. Um, I was accepted, so I was gonna I was planning on going there um, after I graduated from UC Santa Barbara, but I had never been there, so I was accepted. And then I ended up going there just to check it out and start to make up some plans. And when I went out there and visited the school, I just really, really did not feel it. I was like, this doesn't feel right to me. I think it was all the little kid, you know, the, the students running around in suits and ties. And I was coming from Santa Barbara with shorts and, you know, flip-flops right on the beach. And I just, something told me, Brad, don't do this. So I didn't. I listened to that. And I came back to LA, started working in restaurants. I worked at Granita. I worked for many many um top restaurants here in the LA area. I worked at the Grill on the Alley for 7 years. I worked at Chaya, I worked at Vincenti. I opened up Vincenti with Maureen Vincenti. Definitely one of my favorite experiences for restaurants. And um so I had been, you know, very close and friendly with a big big PR um icon. Her name was Joan Luther.
5: Um. And
3: she one day, suggested, you know, Brad, you you know, you're so passionate about the industry. You've worked with so many people. Now they're these guys are opening their own restaurants, which was true. You know, I had worked with, you know, in restaurants with Josiah, and I uh, worked with you know so many different Josiah Sutrin, so, so many different chefs that were young in their career that were now opening restaurants. So, so you know, why don't you do some recruiting? You know, I get asked all the time if I know managers or chefs. She's like, you know, everyone in town, you should do this. So I thought about it for a few days. And I came back and said, yeah, it's a great idea. Anyway, she hooked me up with a few, a few early clients like Susan Feniger, who's still a friend and a, and a client, and Ron Salisbury from El Cholo and a handful of other um, original clients. And I just sort of like, just did it. You know, I, Craigslist was free. I put ads on Craigslist. I screened people. I invited them into my, you know, my two bedroom apartment in, in Santa Monica for interviews. <laughs> and I just sort of did it. And I checked references. And I just sort of, you know, took to it. And it really, really took off. Um, there was a big need for it in LA. And I had a lot of connections. And I you know, I was a sociology major. And I've always been into people. And, you know, I'm always very curious about people. So interviewing people for, for my career seemed great. It was fantastic. And anyway, I hired. Uh, it, like I said, it took off. I hired a woman named Sarah Christopher, who was my first employee. She ended up being with me for 15 years, and it just kept growing and growing. You know, we opened an office um, in Santa Monica, a small office, and we moved into a bigger one. Then we moved into uh, a bigger building and built a test kitchen, and that's just sort sort of how it it launched. You know, but I I mean, the only way that I was able to grow it w- was Sarah. And the addition, the other staff that have come on, um, I have just an amazing, amazing team and two um, partners now, Ali Barton, who's been with me for many, many years on and off. And Jackie Lianza, has been with me about 10 years almost. And it's really about the team and our culture and really having ethics in what we do. I, I credit Don Fitzgerald, who is a big mentor of mine. I know Sherry knows him very well. He was with, um, uh, an executive search firm called Elliott and associates. And somehow I got connected with him in the very beginning. And he was incredible at instilling, you know, the ethics of recruiting and really being true to what you do in terms of having obligations to the clients, but also the candidates. It's really a two way street and always being respectful of them and the process and the communication with them. And, um, all of a sudden it's been 20 years and I'm like, wow, what's happened? Uh
1: It's amazing. I mean, it's, and it's, our paths are different, but same in the sense I started my PR company in 2003. So I'm sort of, I just hit the 20 year mark, which is crazy to think I've been doing this that long, but it's like I fell into doing PR for restaurants, not in a sense, when you're telling your story of like, you kind of found your calling with this. It wasn't something you set out to do, but you you like found this need in the, in the industry. And obviously we're very good at, at, well, with my PR tip, I'll say matchmaking.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know what? A lot of it is, it's, it's, it takes a lot of work. It really does. I mean, to really check references and do the work and do the interviews, you can't just shuffle resumes around that just doesn't work you have to understand the client and the client's needs and what the position is and you really have to understand what the candidate is is good at and what they're, you know, expert at and also what they want. You know, if you have an understanding of what a candidate, a chef, a general manager what they really want in a position and in a role and in a company and in LA honestly the location is a big part of it. You know, if you if 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 Mm -hmm. someone lives in Pasadena and they're working in Santa Monica, it could be a dream job, but that will it will not last. You know, so that's a big consideration, the geography of it. But you know, again, the reference part of it takes a lot of work. You got to make those phone calls and you got to confirm employment and check references. And um, yeah, yeah.
1: Wow, it's amazing. So. Let's talk about the LA Chef Conference. So you came up or you decided in 2018 to pull together a conference. And I believe there was a little break since then with the pandemic. But what inspired you to want to to put together a whole conference? Because I also know um, how much work it takes having done a conference right before the pandemic I did I did one called host um which stood for hospitality operations services and Mm. technology and I did it in Brooklyn and at some point I I will probably bring it back but um I was there I was there I attended
4: you were there you're
1: right yep I have pictures with you
4: so fabulous
1: I'm 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 thrilled you were there thank you for being for being a part of it um and remembering
4: <laughs> yes, oh no, my goodness I remember every every detail from breakfast to uh, just the even the breakout sessions everything about it was so well orchestrated and curated and just very thoughtful so
1: yes oh my god thank you so much I mean but I have to say so it's like I, I jumped in to do a conference thinking yeah yeah I'm a hard worker I'm gonna do a conference I have connections and all that <laughs> and mm-hmm. and It was it was amazing, but it it's it's like a tremendous, um, yes, uh, job. So and so L.A. Chef Conference. uh, Let's talk about it, Brad, because it's well. Talk about why you decided to do it, and then we have to get into all the programming because it's amazing what you have lined up.
3: Well, it's perfect that Sherry Yard is on this um, podcast because I'll get to that and her her connection back dating to 2018 and our very first conference. But we've always been super involved, me and my company, in the community. We hosted waiters races at Taste of the Nation for years. We did the cooking competitions at the Western Food Expo for years. And I had been to, hadn't been to your conference, but I've been to like the Aspen American Express Trade uh, Conference and the uh, Star Chefs Congress in New York. But we never had anything like that here. We really hadn't. And the food bowl, LA Times food bowl was starting up and I noticed what they were doing. And I noticed that they did not have anything specific for the restaurant industry. It was all consumer events. So I reached out to Amy Scattergood, who I was friendly with and still am. And I proposed this to her and she immediately said, yes, just do it and we'll support. And I said, great. And then me and my wife were brainstorming and like, okay, where are we going to do this? What, how, Mm. how are we, what, what should we do? And we started talking about it, and somehow we we thought, you know what, a movie theater would be really good because they have the screens, they have the sound, the, if it's theater seating, that's perfect. And then we were like, wait a second, Sherry Yard is at IPIC. <laughs> so I, call, I called Sherry, and she was like, yes, let's do this. Yeah. So IPIC and Sherry Yard hosted the very first LA ChefCon, which was only for about 130 people, and it was invite only, we didn't sell any tickets. And that's how we started it.
1: Oh, my God. That's amazing. I didn't realize that. And Sherry, I remember seeing you down at the IPIC at the Seaport oh when God. that opened. Mm-hmm. And I was there with our buddy, Pichet. Yes, and yes. Yeah, but oh, oh how cool.
4: Well, yeah. the idea to be able to bring all of that together, to, to have food events at the theater, it just it was such a, a perfect fit. And I it, to, to take the community have the community of all of our chefs you know we're always in our own canoes paddling as fast as we can to get us all together and 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 it's i think it's that our community is so tight here we're very close we're only uh, you know a text away from one another for advice but to get us all together and have that opportunity i applaud brad because it is a very and yourself sherry because it's a very selfless act and as much as You have to get sponsors and and all that. And it seems like there's money coming in. It really is. It's a labor of love. So I appreciate any time that we can do this and anything I could do to be a resource, all the better.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's. I mean, I know for me, and again, I think Brad, we're just similar in this way. Is like we do this stuff because we're we're passionate about it, and there's something about bringing people together. Um, even though we all now see each other online and through social media, but there's there's you can't really replace that in person connection. In-person connection.
4: Yeah, yeah, and as Brad will tell you, we immediately grew out of it. Immediately, like as soon as it was announced, it was oh no, it was like the wedding that everyone wanted to go to, and we didn't, you know, have enough. Yeah for everyone so Brad you take it from there
3: So yeah the next year we loved the, th- the theater thing worked perfectly so then um, we had friends at the Gorman D's cooking school Clemence and Sabrina and Claire and I called them and said hey um, I know there's a this is they, the, they have the Gorman D's cooking school on the third level of the Santa Monica place right in Santa Monica and at the time it was right next door to Arclight Cinemas." So they thought it was a great idea. They talked to ArcLight Light Cinemas. And then we, so we did, we went really big that year for 2019 and we did about 500 people and we sold tickets, of course, and we did it at ArcLight, And then we took over a couple of restaurants up on that third level and we spread out the lunch, you know, among the different restaurants and different guest chefs cooking, you know, taking over those kitchens and all that. And we had cooking demos at Gourmandise Cooking School. That was great, big success. So then we started planning for 2020. We had that all lined up, all dialed in. I was so excited about that. We had, at the time, David Kinch had a movie coming out. It hadn't even been released. And he was going to, we were going to show it for the first time, I guess, on the West Coast in one of the big movie theaters. And he was going to do a talk. We had all these other amazing things and panelists and, you know, People, I think we had Chris Costow coming in. We had all these great things lined up, but two weeks before um, we had to cancel because we were, it was March, you know, it was, it was set for March of 2020. So we had to cancel a couple of weeks before. It was heartbreak, absolutely gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, and then
1: and and we... I remember, I'm sorry, I remember yeah. I was supposed to come mm-hmm. and we were emailing about it. And I remember emailing you and being like I'm canceling my LA trip and it was just we were all sort of like walking like it was it was you were your your timing was very close to the, the beginning of all this pandemic stuff so mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. I, I I I felt I felt for you with that but um continue on because you're back yeah, now. no so so never. then
3: <laughs> then Arclight never reopened so we lost that location got it yeah, so that was tough.
1: Yeah, because it sad. was a
3: really good location. It worked out very well. Tons of parking, beautiful spaces. And then um we had to rest of course for a couple years and last year we brought it back to um the Jonathan Club in downtown, which was fantastic. Really really great. I think it was a really successful year. That was last year in October. Um although it was a little difficult there because Um, the logistics of the kitchens and many floors and um, having to build kitchens outside where there was nothing was tough. Also the weather is a little shaky in October. So it's risky to plan a a massive thing outdoors. Um, So we found the um, LA trade tech culinary pathway where they have in downtown. It's an incredible culinary school. It's a community college with just a spectacular program where they built a new culinary arts building a couple of years ago. And it's just, um, it's amazing. They have five gorgeous, gleaming, stainless steel, new kitchens. They'll have a huge um, like conference center basically. And it's just uh, an amazing program over there. Great people, great students. So that is where we are doing it on October 30th.
1: Fantastic, and talk a bit about your lineup because you have you have a couple of different tracks going on, is how I would define it.
3: Well, There's- I'm extremely excited about Sherry Yard doing cookies.
1: Right? <laughs> so let's
3: just start there. Let's can just start. Yes, yeah, start, yeah. start and I mean, finish
4: there. Reason and short. About. Start with dessert first. Yes.
3: <laughs> and, and I've been trying to get Sherry to tell me what kind of cookies she's going to make, and she won't tell me. Maybe she'll tell you.
1: Do we have a plan? There you go. We gotta, of course you just got to show up.
3: When's the tasting?
1: Can can we do uh, a tasting? You
4: know me, that night.
3: That night, yeah.
4: I <laughs> well, wouldn't even know what was going on with the Academy Awards until the morning of and the tasting. And the press was all saying, it's more fun to surprise everybody.
3: Well, I know, I know she's featuring Cho Chocolate. Yes. So that is the sponsor that is... Lucky enough to have Sherry showcasing their their products. So yes. Um, So the conference, it's a one-day conference. We have a lot going on. There is there are panels. So we have three session rooms with concurrent sessions going on in all three rooms, including a sustainability summit. We have an open table theater, a California Restaurant Association Theater. So there are 12 panels all together. Very excited about the sustainability summit. Um, We're talking about four main issues going on, profit, sea, people, and land. Those are the topics. And we're just going to get into the sustainability of all those things, including profit sustainably. How can we, it's a huge thing right now, right? Everyone's everyone's having, this is one of the hardest times ever in the history of restaurants. People are having a very hard time. Business is down, costs are up. So Brian Bornman, Jeff Goodman, Carolyn Stein, Sang Yoon are gonna be talking to Karen Stabener, the moderator about how to continue to operate and be profitable, but also sustainable. Um, we have some other amazing panels. One that I'm extremely excited about is the evolution of food journalism with Ruth Reichel, Bill Addison, and Leslie Suter. And yeah. Bill, of course, is the LA Times restaurant critic and Bill will be in a disguise so he ah. will show up and he will sit down on the panel no one will know what he's even disguised as and i just hope he shows up and sits down at 2:30 next to uh, Ruth and Leslie
1: i'm sure he will i look forward to seeing him in his costume
3: exactly
1: <laughs> so yeah that's, just some... and that's incredible i mean all those people are obviously mm. rock stars in our world
3: we have um awards and accolades the journey and the destination with Hillary Dixler Canavan from Eater With William Bradley, three-star Michelin Addison, we have Gilberto Satina, who won the LA Times Restaurant of the Year this year, Rashida Holmes, James Beard Award winner, uh, Justin Pichatrunksy. And those are three panels out of the 12. Um, And then we have a major food piece. As a matter of fact, there's just as much eating and food as there are panels. There's four hours of panel time. And there's a two-hour lunch and a two-hour after-party, so I I like the ratios there. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds fantastic. (laughs) It sounds like a very full, busy day, delicious day. I'm excited that I'm going to be signing some copies of my book, Chef Wise, as a part of the conference. So thank you for having me.
3: Yeah, book signings. Andrew Friedman has a brand new book coming out a a week or two before the, the the conference, so he'll be signing Hillary. Dixler Canavan just had a, a book with Eater. The
1: Eater book, yeah.
3: Catherine yep. Miller at the table. Yep.
1: It's incredible. So, when you say, um, and oh, wait, with Sherry, so your involvement, I know you, you've got cookies going on. Is that, um, am I missing something else or is that? Um, I'm attending.
4: I'll be sitting next to you listening to, uh, and I'm excited because for me, I'll, often I've participated in a way that I'm, Like last year, I was studying up on Wolfgang Puck, believe it or not, after working with him for 20 years, because we we started the conference with a um, one-on-one with myself and Wolfgang and just me interviewing him. So I'm thrilled to be attending and uh, sharing some really interesting and fabulous new cookie recipes that I've been uh, working on. Uh, And I I just think it's going to be so much fun to be a fly on the wall this time.
1: Yeah, no I hear you and I look forward to yeah, sitting with you and enjoying these these talks and learning learning what's happening in the industry too. So, what so who's who's attending are the are tickets still available? Um, can people, you know, fly out to yeah. LA and join?
3: Tickets are still available. Definitely check out the website, it's www.lachefconference.com. We have our final tier of tickets going on sale on the 13th. However, we are going to be opening up more tickets. So just check out the website. There's an email address on there that you can be put on a waiting list because we're definitely opening up more tickets as sponsor um, registrations are not all used. We will have some additional, we're hoping. So,
1: yeah. Amazing. And when you say we, is this your team um, that you've been working with at BMRS that's working on it with you? Or did you like put together a whole other team? Because I- like,
3: no, uh, okay. um, that's a good good question. Um, I will say it is a ton of work. It is very time consuming. I was telling you earlier privately that I'm very um, obsessive and perfectionistic, so I really cannot half ass anything, and it's a lot. But we is my my team absolutely supports the, the BMRs hospitality recruiting team. They help, especially my managing partner Jackie. And our newest hire, her name is Alex Lee, who just came on a couple months ago, and is an absolute godsend. And has is extremely organized and proactive, and has helped me tremendously. But basically, in terms of the nuts and bolts and all the planning, it's me, Alex, and Jackie.
1: Yeah, well, amazing. I mean, I give you so much credit for for what you're doing, and because um, yeah, it's so many details, and you have so many amazing people involved. Um, so um, congratulations. I really can't wait no, to gonna be a fun. part of it. Be and great. before we take a break, um, I need to ask you guys, I have a question for my last guest. So on episode 367, I had on Matt Kliegman, and he's part of the trio of visionaries that make up authentic hospitality, which includes New York City instant hits like Pebble Bar and Ray's Bar and Jackson Bond. And he's also the co-founder and CEO of Black Seed Bagels. Oh, so yeah. His mm. question is, so he said, you know, he, he was saying you could pick your brains about L.A. real estate and business, but he's coming out to L.A. soon and he wants to know, um, what's your favorite bagel in L.A.? Because there has been a lot of talk about... L.A. bagels and a renaissance of a sort kind of happening out there.
3: Sherry, what's yours?
1: Brad, you go first.
3: Um, <laughs> mine for sure is Layla's Bagels in Santa Monica. It's fairly new, maybe six months, eight months, and it's uh-huh. amazing. Layla's Bagels, yum. I, th- I
4: For me, I think it's a matter of what type of bagel you like. It's like back in the day, some would say, if your grandmother made dense matzo balls, you're going to like dense matzo balls. So I think it's, I think bagels can be often like black seed is, uh, you can, if someone handed me a black seed bagel, it, it has its own voice, its own signature. I think Bell's Bagels out by York does a really fabulous job and, and they do a lovely job. Of course, Layla's is, is they do a great job as well. They're just all different. You know, they're all, it's not one cookie cutter, pardon the pun, um, style. Um, Courage, of course, does a lovely job. They're all just unique and, uh, uh, and on their own right. There's a new one. one, oh my goodness, I just dropped mm, top of my head, but it's in Koreatown. And they're cutting the bagel open and they're stuffing it with garlic and all of that. So I think what's wonderful about Los Angeles as it goes, uh, we're not traditionalists and everyone creates their own based on what they like. Um, I do uh, bagels on weekends. I don't post about it. I don't tell anyone because the line goes around the corner for my neighborhood as it is, and I don't want people coming from outside mm-hmm. my neighborhood and and causing the line to get longer. Uh, and I call mine left-coast style. So there's California style, Montreal style, uh, New York style. It's just a matter of of what you like and what you taste. So uh, I, I can't say that I have one favorite. I, I like everybody. I love everyone.
1: Everyone does a good
4: job. Anybody who wakes up at 12 at night or doesn't go to sleep and stays up all night long and puts out a labor of love, I love them.
1: Amazing. And I feel that's kind of how I would have to answer the question too, even though I did say, um, when, when he asked this on the last show, I thought of Layla's is something I've I've heard of that I haven't been to, and it is on my list to try. And I've been to Courage twice now on trips and I've enjoyed it so um I like checking out the new places all of them are fabulous try yeah
4: tell Matt just give Matt my telephone number and you know <laughs> I actually have a 90 actually it's up to 90 page now uh, breakout of bagels all over the country and how I dissected every one of them so Ooh, wow yeah I really as a New Yorker uh, Brooklyn New Yorker and one of my first boyfriends was Frankie the bagel boy. Uh, He had five bagel and still does have five (laughs) bagel places from Staten Island. (laughs) I'm a a bagel devotee. And uh, as I said, appreciate everyone's love and hard labor that they put into it.
1: Wow. Well, at some point, Sherry, we are going to have to have you back on the show and I'm going to have to hear about more bagels. (laughs) this this Frankie, the bagel boy. Yeah, Yeah. I need a show just on that.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) Well, in New York, that's your names. It was like Tony Bag of Donuts. You got Frankie the Big. Uh-huh. Got Tony Blue Eyes. Everybody had the same name, so we had Frankies and Tonies and Johnny's and so you'd have to distinguish them by how tall they are or skinny or whatever. That's what we were.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, on that note, let's take a little break, and we'll come back. We'll play my speed round. We'll we'll talk. Uh, well, we're not going to talk industry news this week. I have a special segment that I'm going to play for you guys. And then I have my solo dining experience in the final question. So stay with us. This is all in the industry on Heritage Radio Network.
2: This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood.
1: Welcome back to All in the Industry and Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. My guests today are Brad Metzger. He's the founder of Brad Metzger Restaurant Solutions, and he's the founder and producer of the LA Chef Conference, which is coming up on October 30th. And also on the show today is Sherry Yard, chef, and whose new company is Bakery by the Yard in Los Angeles. And um, they're both fabulous. So it's time for my speed round game. Um, what this is, is I'm going to name a couple things and you get to pick your preference, such as chocolate or vanilla. Mm. You ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Eat in at home or eat out at a restaurant?
3: Eat out. Eat in with Chef Linda Metzger, she's <laughs> fabulous.
4: My husband's he- dentist is not fun for him
1: to cook for me. <laughs> <laughs> How about indoor dining or alfresco dining? I'm fresco.
3: Me too. It's L.A.
1: Oh, that's because you guys live in L.A. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Okay, wine, beer, cocktail, mocktail, or champagne?
3: Champagne. <laughs> love it. Big noise beer.
4: Bubbles, okay. bubbles, bubbles. We're bubble, both bubble, bubble people.
3: Big noise beer is a new beer and it's incredible. It's made to go with food and big noise. You guys, if you haven't tried it, you got to see. I thought you were
1: saying that you were going to be big and noisy. Okay. I'll be. Does it come, is it like a draft? Does it come in a big, I'm envisioning like this big can.
3: No, it's only bottled. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I think they're doing kegs. It's fairly new. And they're really growing here in LA and it will be served at LA Chef Con too. All right. Kevin, Ke- Kevin, the owner, is a great guy. He's super, super into what he's doing. And he has really good taste in music too, by the way.
1: Good to know. Okay. How about tasting menu or a la carte? A la carte with a lot of friends.
3: Me too, a la carte. I'm not into the tasting menus.
1: Small place or large plates? Large plates with a lot of friends.
3: <laughs> Both. For me, both.
1: Okay. How about communal table or chef's counter? Oh, that's
4: a hard one. Both.
3: <laughs> For me, I'd rather be at the chef's counter so I can recruit him. All
1: right, <laughs> thinking there. Okay, tipping or all-inclusive charge?
3: so hard man we need a panel we need a panel just for that topic yeah where is when is this going to change you know this is we need a whole culture shift in this country with that that being said all-inclusive for me
4: well you could do all-inclusive for me but i'll still wind up giving them a tip anyway i mean i always love watching the bussers go by and do these extra things and you know just taking care of them separately so yeah a little bit of both
1: Okay. Yeah, and that could be that could be a panel in twenty twenty four. I don't think the topic yeah. will be not relevant then. <laughs> okay, a few more. La La Land or LA Story. LA story.
3: I agree.
4: I love to dance. I love to dance. So.
3: Yeah. LA story.
1: Okay. Reggae or hip hop. Oh, so that's <laughs> funny. There's something about reggae on this. Go ahead, Brad, I know what you're
6: going
3: to say. Although I am watching the the Hulu show, the Wu-Tang, History of the Wu-Tang Clan or whatever, it's really good. But reggae is the best music in the world, period, end of story.
1: I have to agree with that. I love reggae. I mean, but I I need to learn more at some point. I want to hear more about your involvement with that.
3: I'll I'll send you some recommendations. There's some really good music out right now. Stephen Marley just came out with a brand new album. And he he had lost his son, um, you know, his son was like thirty years old. Lost him last year. This this album is just incredible. It's very well, really soul soulful and special.
1: If you want to go back to the all in the industry archives, I had Rowan Marley on my show. Oh wow, cool! To talk about Marley Coffee along with Todd Arkey, who was one of the founders of or one of the initial people at Seamless. When it was Seamless Web, because both of them went to my high school with me. We we oh, wow. we know each other from Palmetto High School in Miami. So <laughs> wow. I have wow. a little connection there. And and a wonder, wonderful, wonderful person and people. So
3: Sherry, both of us 20 years in business in the restaurant industry. We're both crazy enough to do our own conference, and we both like reggae. Yeah, this is, all, this is all new information for me. I'm really excited to finally meet you in person in October 30th.
1: Amazing! I can't believe we haven't met. Um, <laughs> okay, wait. There's two more with the game: um, cheese plate or dessert?
3: Cheese plate. <laughs> Both.
1: Why? Why,
3: ha- you, why should you have to choose dessert first, then cheese? Hundred percent.
1: And the last one is uh, Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Los Angeles. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Silence. LA, I
3: mean, for me, LA, we're
4: such a great community. Everyone is yeah. so supportive of one another. The food is so dynamic. And here's the thing, too. we, we The ingredients that we can get out around here were spoiled year-round. Mm-hmm. It's just spectacular. I and mean, living on, being a New Yorker and growing up, we're just so blessed to have the, the, the resources and the farmers that, that are out here. Uh, it's just it's incredible. So I have to vote LA. That's why I'm still here. Yeah. And my entire family is in New York.
1: Yeah. And actually, I should have asked at the beginning, but I'm curious, Sherry, your your chocolate or vanilla answer. Oh.
3: Show chocolate. <laughs>
4: show chocolate. I'll say show chocolate. Show chocolate. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Vanilla, I like chocolate. it. You know, there the was a commercial back in the day, I think forget was like for, I don't remember what, what it was for, but they said there was a gal on a swing and she said, I'd be anything but vanilla. And I remember the, if I was a flavor, I'd be anything but vanilla. And for me, vanilla is the most, you know, ex, one of the most exotic flavors. And if you really, and it's, it's, it needs to be respected more than what it is. So yeah, it's a bit, that's a hard question. I mean, I love chocolate and of course, Joe, but, uh. Uh vanilla is is they're both so special. Oh yeah.
1: Mm. Okay. Good You're to asking know. hard
4: questions today, girl.
1: Well that's that's the game. You made it. You made it through. <laughs> you made it through. And Hallelujah. excellent. Um very fun. So so for industry news this week, I have a special broadcast that we're gonna play back and it's from a couple weeks ago on Friday, September 29th. I attended the IACP 2023 Awards. And IACP is the International Association of Culinary Professionals. And they did the awards at the New York City of Technology in Brooklyn, more casually known as City Tech. And um, they had a summit the whole day, too, uh, the IACP Summit. Um, So there's some full programming. And these awards, they give out to the different categories are cookbook awards, culinary classics, digital media awards, there is food photography and styling awards, food writing awards, and a trailblazer award. So um, I was there at the award ceremony, they had a green carpet down, which was standing to show support of sustaining the future of the food industry through education. And I did a couple interviews, um, which I'm going to share with you all now. Um, The first one will be with Daniel Holtzman and Matt Rodbard who have a book called Food IQ 100 yep. questions and answers answers and recipes to raise your cooking smarts and spoiler work, I enter, during the interview you will hear that you know they were a finalist but they did win the category so and we play the speed round in my interview so you're going to you'll get a chance to hear their answers and Daniel's now out in LA you know yeah. he's got Danny boy's pizza Great pizza. I'm in that
4: book, by the way. I have a little blurb in 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 that book. Oh, you do? Yeah. They've got a very fun picture of me. I was actually, I don't know how they got it, but they took a picture when I was at the Beard Awards years ago in this crazy red gown, Mm -hmm. and they kind of copied it and made a caricature of me, which is really fun.
1: Oh, so cool. Well, they're awesome. And and Daniel, I mean, he's, he was a co-founder of the Meatball Shop from, from New York and I've known him since then and Matt I've known as a journalist forever. And he's, he has, he's the editor of taste and he also has an awesome podcast called the taste podcast. So, um, so I interviewed them and it's, I think it's, it will be a fun listen. And then I've, they're all very short. I have a short interview with Max Tucci, who's of Delmonico's, which is celebrating 187 years of culinary excellence in New York city. And they, he received a trailblazer award that night And then the final interview is with Jennifer English, who's a James Beard award-winning culinary broadcaster and editor at large at food and beverage media and proof magazine. And she had moderated a panel at the summit. And I mean, she, she, I don't, I I'll just say it. She sang a lot of really amazing praises to me about my work. And I was just sort of like, should I air this? And I said, you know, I'm going to air it because it's like, it's really nice. She said some really nice things. And, um, it was nice to chat with all of them, and I'm very grateful for their time and congratulations. It's, um, I think, a big deal to to be a part of these awards and to be a finalist and to, be, uh, to win. So um, I'm going to air those now. I want to thank um, Margaret McSweeney, Nancy Hopkins, Lisa Height, and Chadwick. Boyd and also Karen Goodlad for hosting. And they also had a reception going on during the the green carpet that the students uh, were cooking some of the dishes. So it was was a really nice event. Um, And if you want to find out more, you can go to their website, which is IACP.com, and you'll see a full list of all the winners. So here is my segment. Dan Holtzman, Matt Rodbard. Yeah, hi. Hi. What's
7: up? Is this for audio?
1: Audio. Okay.
7: Yeah. What's going on? How are you
1: doing?
5: <laughs> oh, did you hear how his voice just shifted to the south one? Is I, I this dropped, for audio? I dropped, you dropped an octave. Yeah. yeah we we'll That dro- sounds I'll great. Drop an octave. I don't know how you do that.
1: I don't know if I should try that. Hello. You should. You yeah, should. You I should. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I'm just honored to be here with you two rock stars. One from West Coast now. We
5: we uh we're we're joining together, East and West.
7: Definitely linking our country together. One pizza at a time. One one page at a time. Yeah, one page at a time. That's
1: <laughs> like it. So we're at the IACP Awards, and you're nominated for...
5: A cookbook. Yeah. We wrote mm-hmm. a cookbook. This guy's nominated for four IACP Awards because he's yeah. a he is a digital media... Um, uh, 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 what what would you call that? Like um, a,
7: a lucky son of a
5: bitch. I don't know. He's a boss.
7: No, it, we were nominated uh, for Food IQ, our book that we put out in 2022, so... We are excited to maybe win, maybe not. Who knows? He just opened an umbrella inside, so I think we're not going to win.
1: Well, that could be good luck. I mean, there's been floods happening here. There's, <laughs> you have to have an umbrella with you, and its um, I say it's good luck. I mean, we'll be see. Be prepared.
5: Be prepared. <laughs> you never know. And, and uh, sometimes you have to learn to take yes for an answer. You do, definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, well, thank you, guys. I'm I'm rooting for you. Um, one game of my speed round. Love it. Good speed round. Let's do it. Okay. Eat in at home or eat out at a restaurant?
7: Oh, eat out at a restaurant. 100%. 100%. Support the people that exactly. have the restaurants. Food culture starts in restaurants.
1: Indoor dining or fresco dining?
7: Indoor dining um, and definitely not in a shed.
5: I sit at the bar. I'm a bar diner. I like to sit yeah. at the bar.
1: Wine, beer, cocktail, mocktail, or champagne?
7: I'm,
5: I'm more of a mocktail guy. And any, any beer guy, actually. That's my, my specialty. Gin in the summer, whiskey in the winter.
1: I love my game. That's a first. <laughs> I love it. 100% a first. Um, tasting menu or a la carte?
7: You know, I respect the tasting menu, but always a la carte. I, I get a little gassy with those uh, tasting menus, I must say.
5: <laughs> Not for your first time dining somewhere. You don't want to get locked into seven courses of the first course. This is a disappointment.
1: Small plates or large plates?
7: Uh, small plates, then large plates. I like to share all
5: the plates, whatever size.
1: Communal table or chef's counter? Um, definitely communal
7: table.
5: If I'm with my wife, we're uh, we're, we're we're at a private table. But um, the communal table for friends, and the chef's counter if you know the place. Yeah.
1: Tipping or all-inclusive charge?
7: Uh, I think tipping is essential. All-inclusive is challenging, though. Shout out to Dirt Candy for doing it right. (laughs) All-inclusive.
5: I own restaurants, and I'm glad for anybody that wants to support the staff in any way that they choose. God
1: bless. (laughs) Okay, a few more. Um, Recording a podcast or writing a book?
7: Oh, my gosh. Recording a podcast. Come on. My fingers do not work anymore.
5: I think that um, I love to read, so so writing a book is where it's at. And my my writing voice is better than my, my spoken word.
1: Making or eating pizza or making or eating meatballs?
5: I'm a, I'm a pizza guy, through and through, tried and true. Uh, meatballs are very inefficient. Uh, if you're going to go with uh, forced meat, I'd go meatloaf.
7: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like big protein these days,
5: so definitely meatball.
1: Okay, my last two are cheese plate or dessert?
7: Oh, cheese plate all the way. Of course,
5: 100%. I go cheese plate before yeah, dessert, yeah. usually. So I go cheese, then dessert.
1: And Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Los Angeles?
7: Oh my God, Los Angeles, 100%. Love Los Angeles.
5: Uh, farthest east you can get, I go Queens or Long Island.
1: Fantastic. That's a game. So good to see you guys. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. So fun. I'm Congratulations. For a hug you're done. So excited to chat with you. So tell my listeners your name and why you're here tonight at the Thank ICP you. Awards.
0: So my name is Max Tucci, I'm the third generation partner and global brand officer for Delmonico's restaurant, which was my grandfather's restaurant right in the heart of Wall Street. And we've just reopened. And last night we hosted the IACP dinner. And um, there's a lot of exciting news that I can't really share right now. But you'll see in the show why in the award ceremony why I'm here. But it's a pleasure to meet you.
1: It's a pleasure to meet you too. Delmonico's. So it just reopened. What can I look forward to with the reopening?
0: so the reopening we have a wonderful new executive chef his name is chef eddie j hung in addition to that we have a wonderful new interior where we've brightened it up we're still in the original location that's been there since 1837 but the, just there's the new vibe of Delmonico's, the new generation which i like to say we're moving forward looking back
1: awesome well i look forward to checking it out so nice to meet you oh, have nice. fun tonight and thank congratulations you. thank you so much see you inside see you inside ciao, ciao. tell us about your brand new book So I have a new book out called Chef Wise, Life Lessons from Leading Chefs Around the World. It's available wherever books are sold. It's by Fiden.
6: I can't overstate the impact and the the positive contribution you make to our industry. I've been a big fan for a very long time. I think what you're doing, I know how hard it is, but you make it genuinely look effortless. And it really establishes and sets the bar so high for people who want to get into the world of of storytelling and especially culinary storytelling because you show us how we get rewarded for being super authentic. You are authentic, passionate, you're immediate, and what you capture is literally magic. And it gives us a glimpse into the lives of the people who are the most influential in the world of food. And as we both know, the world of food and hospitality is the only realm of the capital F fine arts you experience with all five of your senses. You bring those five senses to life through your conversations with your chefs. So, thank you for that. Thank you for saying all that. You're going to make me cry. No. So good to see you. Such a great job. Thank like you. I wish I could. When I tell, when young people say, What can I do? How can I become this? I literally, yours is one of like the top three things I say people need. These are places you need to go, things you need to read, these are things you need to pay attention to. You do that greater job, so thank you.
1: And with that, we'll just all go home yes. now. <laughs> you know, thank you, thank you. And, and, and you're and you're so kind. Thank you for saying to stay all, all that. In the industry, no.
6: But we are a service industry, and you are in service to the service industry. You're the sort of I'm I'm not going to say something stupid like you're the wind beneath our wings, but you are the service. You are in service to the service industry, and that's a huge big deal. So thank you. We're, we're, I didn't mean we're, to, like, we're stealing the, the spotlight, spotlight here, charge. but
1: thank you. I Welcome back to Only in Industry and on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host Sherry Bayer. I hope you enjoyed my IACP Awards coverage. And again, congratulations to everyone involved, all the winners, all the finalists, everyone that goes into the production. Because as we talked on the show, we know it it takes a village. <laughs> so, um, congratulations. Okay, it's time for my solar dining experience. So, this week it's at her place. Here's the rundown. The location, 1740 Sampson Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The concept, so it's kind of like a restaurant, but kind of like a dinner party. Food leans French and Italian with some Jewish touches. The chef and owner is Amanda Shulman. Why did I go? Well, I was just in Philly for a couple days. I did an event with my ChefWise book with the Sisterly Love Collective and this program they're doing called Cookbooks and Convos, which has been going on all month in Philly. And so while I was there, I've always wanted to go to this restaurant, her place, and um, I was able to get a spot. So um, I, I took the train back last night after my dinner and um, my experience. So I, this is a really hard res- reservation to get. There's only 24 seats in the restaurant, and they open up reservations every two weeks. They change the menu every two weeks. Um, a friend in the industry who, who knows the chef, asked if there were any solo spots, and I was able to get a spot. So very grateful. And I got to meet Chef Amanda then. And um, I re- had a really wonderful time. I sat at a, a solo seat by the, the window. There was another soloist next to me. And it was kind of like a dinner party where they... Uh, it's intimate. It's an intimate room. It's an open kitchen. And... Between about three times during the dinner service, and I was in the earlier seating. They do two seatings a night. So I I was at the 6 p.m. seating. Um, But three times during our meal, they turned down the music and Amanda or someone from her team talked to the whole room and told us what was upcoming with the courses and explained them a little bit and did a little storytelling about, you know, what went into each dish. So it was very cool. As someone who dines out all the time, I typically, I don't think I've had an experience quite like that. It was a tasting menu and there are some optional add-ons. So it was, it was really wonderful. Um, What did I get? So the menu included Squash croquettes with a Sophia goat cheese. There was Stilton cream, apple, and fall crunch and radicchio's. There was escargot, green butter, and squash buns. Seared scallop, carrots, and carrot sauce. I decided to add on a um, skate cheeks special. And what was nice was the woman sitting next to me got it too. So they split it between us because I think the portion size would have been pretty big. And so that was cool because we both got to try it. Um there was also braised beef and the final course was spiced ginger apple baba. And my take, it was really wonderful, I have to say. Like the flavors in were were it's like some of the presentations or it sounded maybe it would be more simplistic, but the flavors were very rich, complex. Um I would say the escargot was one of my favorites. Uh I I did love the 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 skate cheeks and the scallop and the dessert at the end was phenomenal. So um, it was awesome. The ambiance, as I said, it's an intimate space, very low lighting. It has this little open kitchen and it feels like you're in someone's home. I'd say it's perfect for a solo night out or a date night. Uh, Interesting tidbit. So Amanda was recognized by Food & Wine magazine. She received the Best New Chefs recognition um in 2023 so just this year she also opened a new spot called my lou with her fiance and the last time i was in philly which wasn't that long ago i actually went there but they were doing a special pop-up with this chef from maine jordan rubin he has a spot called mr tuna so i went to that so i didn't have her food there but i would i would like to go back personal fun fact so i just thought this was fun i was sitting at the um at the window, at the, you know, at the little ledge, but next to me was the wall and she had her books, um, her, lots of cookbooks. And there were uh, many familiar ones. Michael Solomonov's book was there and Missy Robbins and there in my chef wise book. But I also spotted a book called the sportsman, which is a fight in book by a chef named Stephen Harris. And he's from the UK and he's also in my chef wise book. And it's just one of these books I don't see out and about as much. So I just thought that was cool that she had his book. Um, as other personal fun facts, so just in the two days I was there, I also went to a restaurant called Friday, Saturday, Sunday with um, Chef Chad Williams. And that was a tasting menu. And I went with his publicist, Marie, and it was excellent. And he received the Outstanding Restaurant Award at the James Beard Foundation um, Gala this, this year. And also I was able to go by Ellen Yin's um, New High Street on I want to say High Street on Hudson, which was the New York location, but High Street um, just opened a brand new spot in Philadelphia. And Ellen received the Outstanding Restaurant Tour Award in 2023 at James Beard. So um, she had a little pizza party, and uh, my timing was good to go to that. And um, she's very involved in the Sisterly Love Collective, and major reason why I was there, so it was great to celebrate her new spot. And I also went to A Kitchen, which is um, one of her restaurants. I checked out Vernick Coffee Bar, and I did an interview on the Chef Radio podcast with Eli Culp, who's her partner. So that's coming up. So I packed it in. Um, the cost of my meal was $120. They had a 3% service fee. And then also, um, but that's not including tax and gratuity. And also a cool she- thing she did was at the end of the meal at her place, she left um, a notebook that you could sign. So you could like leave your you know, comments or like, you know, with the restaurant, which also something I haven't seen or maybe rarely have seen. So would I go back? Yes. Her, the website's herplacephilly.com and Instagram, herplace supper club. And she's at stayhungry with two E's. That's Amanda's Instagram. So that was a mouthful. Thanks for bearing with me. <laughs> you are busy. I, I, I don't know, Brad and Sherry, if you have this in common with me too, is like, I keep busy, and then when I'm not super busy, I kind of make myself busier. So yeah, I like—I don't know—I had two very full days, but it's just who I am and what I do.
4: (laughs) There you go. Right, because you know, too busy working day to day in our cities that we get to a different city, you want to pack as much as you possibly can in.
1: Yeah, and I have to note—I mean, the Vernick, the Vernick Coffee Bar—I went to. I was there for several hours with my laptop doing work. So <laughs> it wasn't just that I was I was there for coffee, but I, I, you know, I tried to find places, new cool places where I can get stuff done and also check them out. So um, have you have you guys been to Philly recently
3: or, or no, not? No, I haven't
1: been out at all.
3: No, I've never been there.
1: Oh, really? Wow.
3: I want to go to the Philly Chef Conference. Mike Trout does a very good job there with that. He does. Right, I was, that right was, here.
1: yes, I was. That was one of the trips I was at earlier this year. You should come because he does do an excellent job. It's a really good conference. So he,
3: he will be at LA ChefCon. He's coming to check it oh, out. Oh,
1: amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. I look forward to seeing him. I look forward to seeing you guys. Okay. So it's time for the final question. So my next guest is going to be Barca Cardoz. She's a culinary entrepreneur who's the founder of. Cardo's Legacy, LLC, she's the co-creator of FC and b Masalas, and she has a new book out called With Love and Masalas, Everyday Indian Recipes from My Kitchen to Yours, and that's by Burlap and Barrel, which is her partner also with the B&B Masalas. And Barka is also the wife of the late and great Jeff Floyd Cardo's. Yeah. So Brad and Sherry, can you please ask a question for Barka?
3: Wow. I have one. I Why isn't there an incredible upscale, fast, casual Indian chain like a Chipotle? Because I think it would be very conducive to that format.
1: I will find out. I feel like people have, I mean, at least in New York, I, I, I know some people have kind of, I don't know if he's tried or have a little bit of that, but I don't know. I'm going to find out see what she says
4: hmm goodness you stumped the chef question on this one uh it can be anything i know there's so many and i just adored uh and and adores floyd he is just such a wonderful person and thoughtful and knew him for so many years and what a tragedy you know to have lost him um
1: yeah, I, I, he's he was a very special person, and, and she's. I've gotten to know her a little bit over the years, and she is lovely. So I'm very excited to have her on the show and hear more her, of her story. I guess a
4: question for me would be um, from her point of view and coming, you know, and and being in the rest, you know, a, a restaurant adjacent, if you will. Being, I don't, I don't know her background. I don't know whether or not she was in the restaurant business, and I honestly don't remember how they met. But just you know, from the from the time that they opened tabla to now, how she feels um, the spice spices in general uh, have have changed, and our um, you know an American's palate and how we've how we've changed, evolved over the last twenty years. You know what her take on that is. I mean, for me, an example of that would be you know when we were growing up, there were Easter bunnies, right? You'd have the the vanilla or the white chocolate Easter bunny, the milk chocolate Easter bunny. And now I wouldn't even go near any of those to eat them. But then over time, you know, our palates have changed to darker and bitter chocolates. And, you know, just be really curious as to, you know, especially since they have the, you know, she has the spice line. What, um, you know, what's popular with, you know, what's, what's really popular in that collection of spices that she has and where she sees the trends going.
1: I will find out. Um, yeah, see, I mean, yeah, that's great. Uh, she's, she's awesome. And, um, I look forward to having her on and chatting with her and I'm so excited to see you both in LA soon. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you just for everything you do in our industry, Sherry, the, the deliciousness you've provided over the years and and Brad, for all you do with all the connections and what you're doing to put this conference together. So, um, and thank you for having me. So thank you guys so much.
3: Thank you very much for having me. And thank you, Sherry Yard, for helping me launch LA ChefCon in 2018 and for always being an inspiration and being involved every year in a very important way.
1: Amazing. Thank you again so much, and can't wait to see you. My guests today have been Brad Metzger. He's the founder of Brad Metzger's Restaurant Solutions and the founder and producer of the LA Chef Conference, which is coming up on October 30th, and you can find out more and see if there's tickets available and all the details at LA chefconference.com. You can also find out more about his company at restaurant-solutions.com and on social at Metzger underscore Brad and at BMRS food jobs. And you go find out more about Sherry Yard, who's the chef of bakery by the yard in Los Angeles at her website, bakerybytheyard.com and at chef Sherry Yard. And she spells Sherry S H E R R Y. And I spell mine S-H-A-R-I, so we probably they're probably not both really pronounced Sherry, but this is an all Sherry show today. You can follow me as Sherry Bayer at Bayer PR and at all industry. My Facebook page is all in the industry. My websites are BayerPublicRelations.com, sherrybayer.com and all in the industry.com. All of our shows are archived at heritage network.org. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Check out my new book, Chef Wise Life Lessons from Leading Chefs Around the World. Um, it's available wherever books are sold. And also, I just wanted to make a mention that some of the chefs who are in the book recently announced that they're doing some special fundraisers in support of Israel. I saw that Michael Solomonov, who has Zahav and other restaurants in Philly, is, is doing a special dinner. I think it's tomorrow night. And And, and Missy Robbins of Lilia and more... Brooklyn spot. She's also doing something. So you can follow them on IG at Mike Solomonov at Zahav Restaurant at Missy A. Robbins at Lilia New York um, if you want to find out more about that. And I give them a lot of credit for doing what they're doing and just want to send love around the world. Thanks to my engineer today, Armin. Again, thanks to Brad and to Sherry. I'm your host, producer and author, Sherry Bayer. I am heading, guess what? I'm heading to Ireland I'm going to the food on the edge conference and that's taking place before the LA chef conference. So it's going to be a busy month. So my next show with Barka is going to be on November 11th. There may be a special broadcast that hits uh, your airwaves before then. So stay tuned for that. Um, But until then be safe and be well. And thank you as always for being part of all in the industry. Bye. All in the Industry is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.